It's the end of the traditional school year here, and you may be trying to get caught up before summer. This is the Homeschool Sanity Show, the episode where I'll give you permission to stop trying to get caught up. I'm Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschool mom and curriculum author. And this is the podcast helping you wave goodbye to worry and say hello to a happy homeschool. Hey, homeschoolers. When I was traveling for the great homeschool conventions this last month, I read an article about the trap of trying to get caught up. And I realized that that absolutely applies to us as homeschoolers. In fact, I believe that the feeling of being behind that motivates us to try to get caught up is defeating. And it's certainly frustrating. And all of that, the frustration and the feeling of defeat, is usually unnecessary. So what I want to do in this episode is give you a new action to take so that you don't have to have those feelings of frustration and defeat. And the action will be to reevaluate your goals to create a sense of being on track. If that sounds good to you and you do take that action, you will experience the benefit of being happier and being more productive, actually getting more done than if you keep trying to get caught up. I don't want to delay in this episode at all, so I'm going to jump right in to the first action step, and that is ask yourself, how far behind are you really? We often overreact when we feel that we are behind schedule and we get caught in that trap of feeling behind and overwhelmed. And so we want to get very specific about what exactly are we behind on. So look at your kids' curriculum, look at your family group curriculum that you are using. How many lessons are you behind, okay? How many lessons do you need to complete in order to get caught up? Or how many sessions do you need in order to get caught up? And then, so write that down, take stock of that for each of your kids and for any family lessons that you are doing. And then ask yourself for each of those, how much time do they take? How much time does one math lesson take on average, for example, for your 12-year-old? And plot this out. How long will it take? And what you will likely find is a sense of relief because you are not just going to worst case scenario about how far behind you are. And you will already begin to feel like it's more manageable and it's not as bad as you feared. When we get out of our head and get something onto paper, we tend to feel better. So that is action step number one. Answer the question with data. How far behind are you? The next action step to take is to ask yourself, how important is the goal of getting caught up with each of these areas? So 
how important is it to finish the English book, for example? Do you have to finish all of the lessons in the textbook? And how important is it that you keep going with a particular subject area that you have been studying? So for example, let's say you have been working on photography, but you haven't done all of the lessons. Have you gotten a lot out of your photography studies? Are your kids enjoying photography and taking more pictures? Have you already learned a lot? And so it isn't that important to finish the course. Ask yourself, do we have to finish the course or the book or the curriculum? As you ask yourself that question, understand that nearly everyone who responded to a question about finishing the book on my Facebook page said that they were teachers or they knew teachers, traditional teachers, and they had never finished the book, never finished the book. And that has been my experience that Every teacher I have talked with says they don't finish. They do not finish their curriculum. They don't complete their educational plan. So keep that in mind as you assess how important is it. And here is another thing to consider as you ask yourself how important it is to finish the book. Recognize that up to half of curriculum in traditional texts, if that's what you are using, is repeat. That is what I learned when I was preparing to create Grammar Galaxy and my kids were hating English so much, is I pulled the books, the leveled books um, that teach English off my shelf, and I looked at what was new material and what was repeat, and half of it was a repeat. So if you've gotten through half of the book, (laughs) you're probably okay. Now you might say, well, I did the half that was repeat. Okay, Um, but if you go ahead and call it good for the year and then move on to the next level next year, you can get a repeat of the new material in next year's book. So ask yourself, Do I have to finish this, given the fact that very few teachers ever do finish the entire book or curriculum, and that the material is likely to be repeated in a traditional textbook or curriculum? And then finally, when you're assessing how important it is to get caught up and to complete these things, ask yourself, if it fits with your homeschooling vision. I have yet to meet a homeschooling mom who tells me my ideal for my homeschool and the reason that I am homeschooling is so that I can finish every textbook, every course, every lesson plan. Not a single homeschooling mom tells me that because that is not the vision. Instead, what homeschooling moms will tell me is my vision is for my kids to love learning, to build strong relationships, to grow 
my kids as disciples of Christ, to grow their character. And not a single one of those goals is connected to finishing the book. I suppose you could say, well, diligence, diligence, yes. But I'm going to throw one more thing in here. Most curriculum provides more material than they are even expecting you to do. Most curriculum publishers just want there to be enough material, enough activities to keep you occupied and happy, and they are not expecting you to do every single one of those exercises or activities. So determine whether or not something that you want to finish or get caught up on is really in line with your homeschooling vision. So So far, we have assessed how far behind we really are and how important it is for us to, quote unquote, get caught up. Once you have gone through those two steps, it is time for step number three, and that is to start fresh. I don't think I can emphasize enough how powerful it is for us to start fresh because it gives us renewed enthusiasm for teaching. And it will do the same thing for our kids when we don't feel behind, but instead feel on top of our learning and our work. So in order for you to start fresh, you want to combine the information that you got from the first two steps and ask yourself, how long will the important lessons take? the important activities, those that do contribute to your homeschooling vision and are really important for you to finish this year. How much time will it take to complete those and only those? And then next, you want to assess how many class days you realistically have left before you want to be finished for the year. Even if you are a year-round homeschooler, if you have an endpoint in mind when one year ends and the next year begins, you want to determine how many days you have to complete school lessons, given that you will have um, some field trip days or um, just special days coming between now and then. If one of your kids has a birthday, for example, and you don't do school um, on a child's birthday as we didn't, then, of course, you don't want to include that day. So how many actual class days do you have left between now and your endpoint? And I would also encourage you here to choose an endpoint that doesn't just keep stretching into the summer because it's very demotivating to feel like, well, you know, now we have to just keep doing school. It feels like forever um, because we haven't gotten as much done as we wanted to. It's not motivating. So choose a date that will really give you a sense of, okay, we can be done for the year and enjoy a break, however long that break is for you. Okay, so now you have how long the lessons will take and how many class days you realistically have to get those lessons completed. 
Now you want to use a planner, a fresh plan. You do not have to go out and buy a brand new planner, of course. Um, You don't have to erase all of your plans um, and start over. But what you can do is to make a separate new and fresh plan for you and your kids. And the way that I recommend that you do that is with the free checklist that I have for you that you can download in the show notes. I'll tell you how to get that in just a moment. But using that checklist, you and your kids will know exactly what has to be done in order for them to be finished and in order for you to be finished for the homeschooling year. And so once you have that streamlined list of these are the lessons, you have X number of math lessons left, we have X number of history readings to do, you will find yourself most likely being super motivated to get those done. And when I presented this to my kids one spring, I had never seen them be so productive. The key for me was to promise my kids that they would be done with school for the summer at that point. If you don't take the summer off, you can say you will be done for the week. You will have a week's break or two weeks break or however long of a break you will take between schooling sessions. And I think you will find that your kids' motivation really improves for you. And you you don't get caught up, but you finish what you wanted to do, what was most important to you and your family. And that is what really and truly matters. The great thing about creating a new, fresh plan for your kids and yourself is that you can repeat this process anytime you feel behind and overwhelmed. You can just start fresh. And I said before that you don't have to get rid of your former plan. You can look at it and refer to it. So for example, maybe you already have all of your child's math lessons scheduled out. Then you can just refer your child to the math lessons because maybe you have decided you're going to do you know, the next um, 20 math lessons as scheduled. So you can just refer your child to that planner, but your student knows, okay, I just have to do 20 of these previously scheduled math lessons and I am done for the summer. So if you are feeling behind and you're wanting to get caught up, know that this is counterproductive, especially to providing you with any kind of homeschool sanity. Feeling on top of things, on the contrary, is motivating and more likely to allow you to get the important things done. How do you get there? First, by asking yourself and your kids, you can get them involved in the process, how far behind are we really? Are we overreacting to how far behind we are? How important are 
the lessons and activities that we wanted to complete previously. And finally, start fresh. You can grab a copy of the motivating checklist that I have for you that you can use for your own lessons, your family lessons, and individual student lessons as well. And the benefit is that you will be happier, your kids will be happier, and you will all be more productive. Going forward, we can all avoid the trap of trying to get caught up. If you would like a copy of that motivating checklist, you can find it in the show notes at homeschoolsanity.com slash caught up. Have a happy homeschool week. Thank you for joining me on the journey to homeschool sanity. I would love to continue the conversation. You can find me on social media at homeschool sanity. And if you haven't heard it lately, let me remind you, you're doing a great job. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.